What's up guys, welcome to Good Bad 2, the sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies. I am your host, John. I am Danielle. And you can find the show wherever there is podcasts to be found. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever they got podcasts. While you're there, rate, review, help us uh, be relevant in the standings. Give us five stars. Tell us how great we are, how good looking I am, uh, how funny I am, how amazing I am. Uh, and maybe say something nice about Danielle, too, while you're there. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you, t- were you, were you talking? <laughs> oh, um, the listeners tune in about now. Oh, right. Yes. Welcome to the Halloween Spectacular, <laughs> Volume 1. Also, you can follow along on social media at The Good Bad Show. Normally, we have a vote for the movies, but now that it's October, now that it's Halloween, uh, we have predetermined the movies for the rest of the month, and we are starting right now. With Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. That's right. We restrict your vote for your pleasure. Take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right about this time of year, I start to wonder if people should be allowed to vote anyway. Whoa. So. <laughs> hey um, All right. Well, what did you know about Halloween 3 going into it? I knew that it was just before Halloween 4 mm. and a couple after Halloween 1. Right. That's what I knew. Yeah. And just after Halloween, too? Yeah, probably. Well, I knew it was from the 80s. I knew that it was, like, you know, a normal John Carpenter-associated flick. I knew that there'd be some pretty funky blood sections. I'm, like, a little sick, so I'm not well today, but maybe the viewers will enjoy it because I'm going to ramble a bit. But that's what I knew. What did you know? Everything. I've seen the movie. Uh, no, I shouldn't say everything That's because true. I saw this movie like f- 15 years ago or more probably. And I remembered that everybody who hated it, that I was like, well, that, that was real overblown. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, and then I haven't watched it since. So I was essentially watching a new movie here. Um, we are going to break down the whole entire plot. Yes. Uh, and then we are going to get into some trivia and our awards. The awards are the bold statement, the worst line, the best line, the worst performance, the MVP, the unredeemable moment, our favorite part, the better title for this movie, which could literally be anything, <laughs> and uh, we're going to decide if it's good, bad, or just bad, Yeah. which I think actually deserves quite a bit of conversation Agreed. for this one. Yep. Um, all right, ready to get into it? I'm ready. So, right away, you have John Carpenter's score. Like, there's an opening credit scene of, like, super, super 80s digital jack-o'-lantern and John Carpenter's score. He did not direct this movie, um, but he heavily, heavily influenced it. He produced it. Yeah, he produced it, and he scored it. So it is basically a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Um, He also came up with the Halloween franchise. So this movie was intended to be... uh, They wanted to take the Halloween series, the franchise, and they wanted to turn it into an anthology. Mm -hmm. That was always the plan, and Michael Myers was just the first of that anthology and it happened to take off so they had to make a sequel to it because that one made so much money and then they did this one 
and people were like, hey, where's Michael Myers, you fucking assholes? <laughs> um, but I want my money back. That's why it's Season of the Witch. So it takes place in right. Northern California, which is where we are. Hmm. Sure, a lot of like horror and terror movies that happen up here. I think it's a it's like an every town look and up plague here. Plague movies. Like you could film around here and convince people that it's wherever they live. Maybe. Basically. It's generic. Like I wouldn't say generic, but it looks like small town. Yeah. And there's like mountains in the background, and um, it's uh, it, you can convince people that it's pretty much anywhere. That's true. Regular. Fair enough. Um, and you got. A man who is running away from suit creeps. Yeah, suit creeps. He's on the go, too. It's funny because he runs into, like, I would call it a junkyard, but I think just in 1982, they were current cars who were a little bit dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I think your, uh, your, like, locally owned mom and pop mechanic was a much more prevalent thing then, mm -hmm. also. So having... What what looks like junk to us was just business to business. them, right? Like that's like merchandise. <laughs> like, you gotta have that stuff around. But one of the suit creeps tries to kill the man who is running away, and he pulls the block out from underneath the car, and a very slow rolling Cadillac crunches the suit creep who doesn't make a sound. He never notices it. Like he does. He like okay, so suit creep is trying to squeeze his neck, and dude grabs a chain. And struggles with the chain and then pulls out a concrete block and then a giant car rolls towards them and suit creep never notices and then when he gets crushed it's like he's already a corpse you know that something's off here or this is a terrible movie <laughs> could be both ah, hmm. <laughs> something is amiss mm -hmm. uh then we get our very first silver shamrock mask commercial mm -hmm. uh which has the most annoying song I have ever heard in my life. Very annoying. Upon first hearing oh, yeah. it. Mm -hmm. The first time you hear it. It's for the kitties. It's unbelievably obnoxious. Let alone the one million times that it plays in this movie. It plays 14 times. <laughs> and there's your trivia. I get it. It's the plot. It's the whole point. That's the device that, spoiler alert, kills all the kids. Uh -huh. But fucking Christ, 14 <laughs> times. Yeah, it was terrible. It was, well, so it's London Bridge, which is sped up like Alvin and the Chipmunk style. And you have to hear, you have to hear the entire song so many times. Oh, it's it, very it is annoying. brutal. It takes away from the movie so much because every time it comes on, I want to turn it off. Yeah, you're already angry. I mean, this movie does a really good job at making you feel uncomfortable, and I think that's one of the elements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff here, and that like <laughs> that the um, the vehicle or the the trigger, whatever you want to call it, of the ad and the way that it's used in the movie is really cool. Yes. I like it. The song makes me not give a shit that, that <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, by the end of the movie, you want them all to die. You're like, God, this song has to be worth it for something. Yeah. I didn't listen to this shit this whole time for nothing to happen. Uh, then we go uh, it does meet our hero, I mm -hmm. guess, Dr. Chalice. Drunk Dr. Chalice. Who uh, shows up at his wife's house. You don't know that it's his ex-wife at first. No. Like, you don't find out till later on. I thought this was his current wife. So my notes are all having to do with how he's regarding his children and wife as though 
they're his neighbor and he because he tells his wife how you been yeah <laughs> and i was like what who talks to their wife like that i don't uh, know i picked up on it that that was the it was the ex oh, okay because yeah. especially because she had already bought them masks and he brought home masks for them so there was uh, that okay. miscommunication of like well we don't actually live together i thought it was just an 80s style lack of affection <laughs> <laughs> my dad's never around that's just how dads are um and then he, he gets called away to work because he's a doctor and uh he uh is there when the guy who was running away at first gets like rushed in and they like sedate him and get him taken care of so then it's time to play grab ass with the nurse yeah he's like i forget what he says to her but he straight up grabs the nurse's ass and she's like ha, ha, ha. well that's what you had to do in the 80s if you want to keep your job <laughs> she, that's how that worked oh dr chalice oh doctor you're a crack yeah he wasn't charming at all by the way no his members only jacket with <laughs> shoulder pads and mustache uh didn't do it for you oh yeah i got some 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 feels about that mustache and they're not good and the way that he probably smelled like cheap whiskey at all times yo (laughs) i got that vibe too man (laughs) this is your movie Uh -uh. hero uh the suit creeps (laughs) show up yes they do and they there is a very interesting kill scene here where he goes into the man who was running away and he sticks his index finger and thumb into the guy's eyeballs Mm -hmm. and then pinches and breaks his like i guess sinus and nose and eyeball sockets area which i don't know that that would kill you i've never seen that before yeah that was pretty crazy i think the idea was he probably like reached down into the guy's brain and pulled like his frontal lobe through he pulled out his whole brainstem. Maybe I don't know. It was super gross, though. Yeah, for I like sure. it. Then he goes out in the parking lot, douses himself in gasoline, and lights himself on fire. Yeah, that was um. So this this film is pretty intense because you're not expecting this weird like face brain death scene that I've never seen before. And then when the guy douses himself in gasoline, he just like open eyed, open mouth, pours it all over his face. Yeah. Right. Like it was pretty intense. None of the other creep robot suit jerks were kamikazes though no they weren't but this one was programmed on a mission i guess we didn't know that at the time we still thought he was a guy programmed with which computers yeah exactly (laughs) uh yeah so then the the guy the guy who was running away his daughter comes she appears to be ever so slightly bothered that her dad has been murdered yeah she's not that concerned about Mm it (laughs) i mean she's concerned enough to investigate it right but she's not broken up by it by any means no but just the thing that happened and now she has to solve it yeah no she's way more concerned with solving who and fucking the doctor Mm -hmm. than she is with the fact that her dad is dead yes that that's her main concerns here yeah uh, the, the doctor is at a, is at a bar that is playing cartoons. Yeah. A cartoon bar. Why? <laughs> I don't understand if this was maybe like a reference to something because this movie had a lot of homages to other horror movies. Yeah. But I don't know. This is a very strangely specific cartoon with like a plant with some orchestral music behind it. And it was annoying. Well, well he watches why? it for a minute and then he's like, I don't want to be at a bar where I watch cartoons. So yep. he's like, change the channel. They change the channel and it starts playing Halloween 1, the, yeah. the movie Halloween. So that means that this movie takes place in a world 
separate it takes place in our world and that halloween is a movie yes and didn't happen right that was that's a weird choice yeah it was that because it's not just advertisement it's not like hey you should go watch this i don't know which wall that was but they broke it yeah super interesting choice right (laughs) there kind of kind of weird and then the commercial the so it's a commercial for halloween one refers to it as the immortal classic so they created a commercial for their own movie in this movie and called it an immortal classic. Hey, merchandising. You know what I mean? Merchandising. <laughs> just just blowing themselves. <laughs> Why not? Um, she goes, she takes him to her dad's uh, like hardware store slash Halloween. Like a general store Yeah, like a general, general store. And she's like, he, he keeps meticulous records. He was, he brushed his teeth on August 15th at <laughs> 9.13. I checked. Um, and then she's like, I got to find out what happened to my dad. And then, and then Yo. sexy pause. And then I fuck. What the heck? Yeah. Like she's showing the doctor who she just met and has no bedside manner until now. What she's been researching. And then he's looking down at her just like, yeah, baby. Tell me where your dad was oh, the night yeah. he died. And she looks up at him and she's like, oh, you like that? What? Huh? This is a romantic eye lock that is, that is created from, I'm investigating the murder of my father. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, questionable. <laughs> but then in the next scene... They're taking off together. Yeah, they it just, worked. They just get in the car and drive off to Creep Town. Yep. They're, they they're like, we gonna bone, we gonna bone, and then they left. I'm I'm assuming that Creep Town is like the very next town over, because dude who worked at the mechanic shop brought in the guy who was running away at the beginning to the hospital. It's gotta be. And then also at the end of the movie, when Doctor Grabass <laughs> runs off, he ends up there as well. Gotta be. It ke- so like it, it, this is all gotta take place. With, but it, they give you the sense that it's like a long car trip for them, and they have to stay in a motel. <laughs> okay, hold on. The only thing he packed was a six pack of beer. Remember? Because <laughs> he's a fucking alcoholic perv. Oh God. <laughs> but why did they? She... St- why did they have to stay in the hotel then? I don't know. With the with for the super it. Irish motel salesman. I don't know why. Okay, I guess it had to be Irish because of Stonehenge. Which yeah, is in... except for that Cochran, the guy that runs the whole thing, it doesn't have an Irish accent. He sometimes does. <laughs> he sometimes has a lilt. And that's it. I, I, I've never stayed at a hotel or a motel where the guy that works there tried to sell me on it. Water pressure's great. Price is right. <laughs> He's, like, trying to really convince them to he stay there. He walks through the room with them like, yeah, this is going to be a nice place to stay. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then one of my favorite parts of this movie, a Winnebago full of, quote, Americans <laughs> piles out. <laughs> is that what you got out of it? <laughs> Those were... Do you remember when we went to, um, where were we, uh, uh, Monterey, mm-hmm. and we walked into a restaurant and we thought that it must be aliens catching people yes. by imitating American life? Yes. Hello, Americans. Here is some Michael Jackson and Beatles for you. And we were like, they're- Here they're, are some American burgers. Yeah. That's, Here are fries. That's what these people that piled out of this Winnebago were to me. Like, I thought a, they were just Southern Californians. I thought they were <laughs> Russian spies imitation of the American. Aww. <laughs> like, yeah. Fat, stupid husband, jerk wife, kid who doesn't listen. This predates The Simpsons. Yeah, it was very much The Simpsons. <laughs> 
this it, this is uh, I don't know what you would call these people. I don't know if uh, ugly Americans term had been invented yet, but it was. I, I guess it's just the ch like the children of baby boomers. Yeah, I suppose. The, oh, no, that's the kid sad. rides off on the bike, and the mom's like, yeah. "Don't ride into the street." And he just gives her the finger. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of little shits. <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, Ellie, the daughter, she has just gotten out of the shower, and this fucking lunatic steps right out of the shower and grabs the blanket off the bed to wrap herself in. Yeah, that was weird. Super weird. And she's like, she's weird. like, Brrr. it's, it's like late October in Northern California, and everything's green. It is not cold where they're at <laughs> at all. What the hell are you doing, you lunatic? That was such a weird scene because she's like. Wrapping herself up with a towel in the shower, and you can see basically everything behind like a, the rippled shower door, and I'm like, whoa, hey, okay, all right, we're doing that. <laughs> and then she walks out, and you just watch her wrap into a blanket, and that is that. And then when he comes back, she has changed into her lingerie. And gotten back in the blanket. When did she decide to bring lingerie? <laughs> I don't know. I guess she packs lingerie, he packs a six-pack. That's how they roll. Their relationship is, oh my god, you're the doctor at the hospital where I've just found my father's dead body. Later on that day, he's at the bar, or maybe the next day. It's really hard to tell. Even though they're putting up the day, the time of day is changing super erratically. But... Then they leave from the bar to this town. She brought lingerie with her? Wait, and not only that, it's not her first stop. She came up from L.A., remember? Right, yeah. So she either packed lingerie with her from L.A. to go identify her dead father, or she picked it up on the way out of the hospital and to the general store. Yo, she's into some weird shit. I mean, I guess. And also, that wasn't even good lingerie, so it didn't make any no, sense to me. No, it was bad. It was really it was bad. bad. Well, something the else probably happened after that. <laughs> Dynamite drop-in, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, the, the creep town has a PA system which announces curfew at 6 o'clock. That was never actually described or explained, was it? No, it was just another thing to make the town weird. It absolutely had nothing to do with anything. No. It was just that this, this mystery man, Cochran, has control of this creep town, but it doesn't, doesn't play into anything at all. It doesn't seem to. Uh, the doctor goes, like, wandering, looking for clues, and finds a random hobo. Yeah, bum. Who he willingly shares his bottle of liquor with. <laughs> I saw that bottle and thought it looked pretty heavy. <laughs> Can I get a drink? <laughs> He's uh, like... Yeah, I don't got any diseases or nothing. Yeah, and the, the, the bum is mad that Cochran doesn't hire locals and that he could work at the factory if he wanted to, and he talks a bunch of shit about Cochran, so then a bunch of suit creeps have to come find him and pull his head off. Straight off. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, serious, man. So this, this dude just talked shit, and they he sent these guys and they pulled his head off. Dr. Grabass is a much more severe problem to their plan, and at no point do they attempt to kill him. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not true. They do attempt it towards the end, but they also... It takes him a long time. Let him into the factory, show him around a bit... Yeah. Tie him up, let him watch, explain everything, everything. to him. Everything. That's uh, so Scooby-Doo. Very, very Scooby-Doo. Uh -huh. <laughs> there's some serious Scooby-Doo elements yep. going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, 
Um, then some other random woman who had pulled up in the parking lot explains to Ellie that she's there to return a single mask because the little badge thing fell off of it from yep. San Francisco. Yep. You drove all this way. No, she was there because her order didn't come in. They like they were late on her orders, and so she had to drive there to pick it up. And she was pissed ah. because they she didn't. Uh, something like her orders weren't working through the mail or something. She hated dealing with them in person, but she had to yeah. in order to get her orders in time. I don't know. These were just like townspeople one and townspeople two, basically. Yeah, yeah it didn't really matter. Uh, there was a line in here that I thought was kind of weird where after Dr. Grabass and Ellie have had sex for the second time, she is trying to start the third time and he looks at her and says, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she's definitely legal, and she's definitely thirty years younger than you. He's just <laughs> now sobering up. Yeah, like what number was he? What range was he actually looking for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what what would have been a satisfactory answer to that question? Right. For him. And also, you're already fucking a vulnerable person whose father just died. Yeah. Like you, son of a bitch. You're. Hey, you know what? You made your bed, friend. Yeah. Hero <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. Uh, then we get to see Cochran. <laughs> Who yep. is the owner of OCP in RoboCop? OCP. There could definitely be uh, a, a a correlation made between this guy and that guy. I like that. You might have noticed if you follow us at the Good Bad Show on Instagram, I posted the story like a week or two ago of there's going to be a, uh, a RoboCop prequel that takes place in Detroit before RoboCop. It's not going to feature RoboCop <laughs> at all. Why are they doing that? Nobody knows. What's it going to be called? Just Detroit? What if it's about this guy, Cochran, <gasps> oh. and he just disappears in this movie? Oh. What if he used his witch magic to move over to Detroit, where he starts using his robot magic That's to make big panther tank robots that's insane that's my theory and i'm sticking to it i would it. like to see that happen and i hope it does happen <laughs> i hope it does happen um uh, yeah so they go to the mask factory to have a little look around wait hold on but before but before that we see the random lady who is angry about being there picking up one of these badges right marge marge yes marge has a uh what do you call that thing a, a, bad, a badge a medallion a logo yeah like she has one of the things that's attached to the masks she called it a trademark yeah and she's fucking around with it with like a bobby pin and it lasers her in the mouth yeah that was super weird it lasered her straight in the mouth and like blew her like peeled her face back this was actually pretty rough even though it was obviously super fake i was like ah oh, jesus this is I hard to look at really like practical horror effects way 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 more than cg and yeah so her like lips are blown apart and her eyelids are crunchy Blech. and then she gets like bugs that are climbing out of her face yeah what's with the bugs the bugs and the snakes i it looks it fits horror. It is horrifying, horrifying to uh -huh. look at. It doesn't make a bit of goddamn sense. No. Where the fuck did the rattlesnake come and from? And why are there why are there bugs and snakes coming out? I don't know anything about Stonehenge. I'm not an archaeologist, but <laughs> I don't think that if you take dust off of that rock, put it on a Halloween mask, 
and fuck with, with a bobby pin, it's gonna put snakes in your face. Also, like you what had, the hell? Like was it was the magic coming through the TV? Was it because you had to listen to the whole song? I don't know. We'll get there. What we'll get there. What kind of cocaine do you have to be on to think of this plot? Oh, 1981 cocaine. That is some serious fucking yayo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now to the next day. Uh, Marge is, uh, they think, taken away for medical, uh, like, to get, to get taken care of by a yeah, team right. of 90 doctors in white coats. Mm-mm. Yeah, in, to... a, in a novelty company branded ambulance. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, no, she's in good hands. Um, and they go and they, they inspect the factory with the dumb Americans, uh, who are their top salespeople. Right. Um, and Cochran's being super creepy and, uh, weird and wants them to come on the tour, but doesn't want them to come on the tour. Um, and you're seeing the creep, robot creeps everywhere. Everywhere. Very Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This (laughs) whole, this whole bit. The creeps are the Oompa Loompas. Cochran is Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. He has a factory that murders everybody that comes in. Yeah. It. You have an obnoxious kid with dads that let uh, parents that let him be obnoxious. <laughs> this is beat for beat Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And it factory. all has to do with candy. Yeah, it exactly. It all has to do with little kids' desire for candy. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie sees her dad's car. They don't let her have it. They don't kill her on the spot. Like they did everybody else, yep. but whatever. <laughs> um, they kidnap Ellie later on, and the doctor has to run away. At first, he doesn't know that she's been kidnapped in the hotel room. He's right. just like, he yells out Ellie one time, and she doesn't respond, and he bails out the window. Yeah, he's like, uh-uh, I'm out. Dr. Grabass might be the worst hero in movie history. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's just like, peace. Save yourself. <laughs> Uh, so he runs off back to the factory and he climbs inside, uh, and he fights one of the creeps and he punches him in the guts a bunch of times and finds out that they're filled with sunny delight. Egg yolks. Yeah. Tang. Same. (laughs) (laughs) You said tang with anger. Tang. Tang. Yeah. They're filled with like orange goo. Yep. And wires. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a robotologist. I don't think robots are filled with orange goo. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the '80s robots were, or the witch witch robots. Well, then or why the would they even need witch magic robots? Why would they even need wires? If they're witchcraft. It's a, a combination. Clearly, you don't get it. But they they take Doctor <laughs> Grabass and they walk him around Dr. and show Grabass. him the whole plot and explain everything. Explain everything to him that this is like an ancient celestial witch sacrifice of all the children and he shows him stonehenge which they have possession of and nobody noticed they missing have a hinge. <laughs> no, yeah, what nobody, the fuck? nobody reported that missing then, by the way and he says to him cochran says to him you wouldn't believe uh you wouldn't believe how we got this here no i'm sure i wouldn't and that's yeah. why you haven't bothered explaining yeah, exactly it. i wouldn't believe it because i don't know what it is i got nothing to believe <laughs> you're not going to tell us the- there is a whole lot of that's for me to know when you to find yeah, out in this movie. Yeah. Unexplainable, <laughs> just you wouldn't believe it anyway. Yeah, it's magic. It's magic. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Except for the wires bit. That's not magic. So he sits down, Dr. Grabass, and he shows him the fat Americans who are locked in a room, which is very Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. again. And they proceed to murder the child. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, bold choice. Yep. Uh, they, they use the commercial, the goddamn commercial, <laughs> and they melt the kid, 
and then snakes and bugs come out of him like a lot of snakes yeah like rattler a, like an indiana jones amount of snakes comes out <laughs> of this kid's face and the snakes kill the parents yep uh really scary imagery with no explanation doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense yeah we still don't know why i mean he says sometime in the film cochran says a good magician never explains but we want to watch the movie and find out yeah could you just maybe a little could you just explain it though like could you have (laughs) could you just do that it's fine and then you get a little montage of every kid in america has one of these three (laughs) masks hey that ain't how kids work. In the 80s, they only had three channels to choose from. Why not only three masks? Kids need variety. There was still Batman and, and Spider-Man. Those things existed. You're <laughs> n- you ain't selling one of three masks to every kid. I don't care how annoying your commercial is. Yeah, <laughs> That's just right. not how it works. Um, the, the whole time all this has been going on, the nurse back home, back home meaning like four minutes down the road, yeah, right. has been investigating the ashes of the dead creep. Yep. And right now she's got a part that she doesn't think is a car part. So she's got to call around, find out if it's a car part. It's a whirly gag, a spinny do. <laughs> and, and at one point she takes a look at it and she gets a look on her face that implies, it must be from robot creeps filled with orange goo that are trying to kill all the children. And, For magic and snakes. <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, they show up and kill her with a drill. Yeah, they drill her. But I'm surprised it didn't show this part. What was that look on her face? Like, aha! It's different. <laughs> I know what's These going on here. These are alien gears. What? Yeah. Uh, the, the Cochran has got Dr. Grabass tied up still. <laughs> And then out of the blue, out of nowhere, we weren't even aware that there was a TV in the room with him. Halloween original starts playing on the TV. Mm -hmm. Like, like a needle drop, like just starts playing. And I'm like, okay, I, okay, I guess there's a TV in this room. (laughs) So then they have a mask on him and he's going to get, he's going to get it just like the rest of these little jerks, but he breaks the TV because he's a, he's a real resilient guy Yeah, and he cuts out the the uh, camera by tossing the mask onto right. it which was real convenient yeah it was <laughs> yep. real convenient uh the big giveaway will be taking place at nine across all states yeah all time all time zones nine just, nine o'clock just nine <laughs> so once we get him on the east coast we better hope nobody calls Central time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, hey, there's some coincidence that just happened. Yeah. Like nobody in Pacific time is gonna ha- is gonna make use of those three hours to figure it out that it, it was the commercial. It's like the ball drop on New Year's. <laughs> like it's just gonna go time zone by time zone and yeah. murder everybody. <laughs> uh, there will be no one left alive to call mm, backwards. Right. Uh, yes. And and warn anyone. Exactly. The. And what about some of those places in like Arizona where? Like sometimes it's the same time zone and sometimes it's not. Yeah, states that don't. What are you gonna do? That don't do daylight savings. Yeah, like well, like Indiana has like part of its eastern and part of its central. Like, which one are they gonna do? Or Some what about places like uh, that have a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses that don't even celebrate Halloween? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Then what? That what? Well, maybe that's the whole point of this movie. I, I thought it was an anti-Irish movie. 
Yeah, there is like a big sec there is a big long explanation about Catholicism and festivals and the planets being in alignment and I don't even know. Yeah, that I don't was know what's a, happening. just a bunch of pagan nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um the, Dr. Grabass is trying to find Ellie and he's going from room to room and he goes into a room that is like one million boxes of unsold masks. Yeah, for the Halloween they're not gonna have next year. There's not gonna be a Halloween next year. Not only that do you have to be wearing the mask at nine o'clock in order for it to be operational? Yes. Because if not, all of these boxes are going to go off. Yeah, they're going to explode. Yeah, and you're going to have a, a real, real problem on your hands. Mm -hmm. He finds a phone and he calls his ex-wife. <laughs> she answers the phone and he goes, he goes, Linda, shut up. <laughs> he has a whisper fight with her. First thing, right when she picks up the phone, he says, Linda, shut up. And she doesn't. <laughs> Disobedient ex-wife. Yeah, he's trying to warn his, his wife and kids, but he's... He Didn't work. He just makes that one attempt. Like, that's that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. And he goes and rescues Ellie, uh, and then he he runs off. They, they hide behind... <laughs> they, they grab a cart of masks, like a like a 10-foot-tall cart covered in the three masks, mm -hmm. and they scooby-doo their asses into the creepy underground computer Stonehenge room. Mm-hmm. So Scooby Doo. Yeah, all you can see are their feet behind it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it was really funny. And this is where the movie goes completely off the rails. For oh, me. here, okay. The, no, seriously, it was it was entertainingly good, bad up until that moment, mm -hmm. and then it goes off a cliff into <laughs> just absolute absurdity. <laughs> so you have the absurdity of the fact that you have this witch plot which involves computers mm -hmm. and no explanation whatsoever as to how any of this is happening. And then you also have Dr. Grabass goes over to a computer and just randomly starts pressing buttons, mm -hmm. which successfully launches the co the commercial early. Yep. Oh, oh. But just for them. Okay. Then he grabs a box, which he just happens to know is filled with the... Tokens? Token, trademark tabs. And he goes up into the scaffoldings and dumps it onto the robot scientists. Cochrane is emotionless. The robot scientists panic. Yes. And they're robots. They are robots. Mm. And then the reigning tokens start shooting the lasers mm -hmm. that just make the robots drop dead. No bugs, no snakes. Yeah, because they're not children. Right, yes. <laughs> Cochran, who just has like a, hmm, yeah, you think you got me look on his face. He gets caught in between the computers and the Stonehenge, yep. which creates a laser that just makes him disappear into whatever year Robocop takes place. Right, exactly. He hmm. hit the fast forward button there. So, bad guy dead. Yeah, so that was a lot of work to kill six agents. Holy crap, that scene was bad. Yeah, that was, there was not logic. I mean... If you're going to watch this movie, you already know that you shouldn't be trying to apply logic to stuff in order to enjoy it. But this was far beyond. This was like, wait, what the fuck is happening and why? Everything up until this is is a reasonable logic reach. It's reasonable within a Oh, like the time 80s, she got zapped in her mouth? <laughs> like an 80s horror uh -huh. context. Yes. This is a gigantic leap mm -hmm. backwards. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, bad guy dead. Not the end of the movie.
Not the end of the movie. Not the end of the movie. He's going to escape with Ellie. He gets Ellie in the car and he says something to her and he notices that she doesn't verbally respond because... She's one of them. She's been roboted. Or was she a robot this whole time? A super horny robot that doesn't mourn its father. Does she become egg yolk then? <laughs> She's filled with Sunny D. Uh, D stands for Dr. Crabass. Uh, <laughs> show is so inappropriate. Yeah, it's because of you. Um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm, this whole scene where he's like fighting her and then fighting off body parts of her. And still not leaving? He crashes the car and her arm comes off inside the car. And then he gets out of the car to, to fight her. And he knocks her head off with a tire iron. Yeah. And then gets back in the car where her arm attacks him. Yep. It's always funny to me when something that is really lightweight almost kills a grown man yeah. in a movie. Uh, he has to take it and off and arm. toss it. And then the headless version of her comes at him. Still... And then he, like, puts it down gently and steps over the body that just attacked him. Like, no, dude, run away. <laughs> he, he, in mirroring the beginning of the movie, he frantically runs to the same service station where the same guy is there who is nonplussed by all of this. The second time this has happened to him in a couple of days. And yeah. he's, he has, he's, like, sitting there eating snacks with one of the masks in his hand, <laughs> watching him on the phone like, this is... This is weird. <laughs> this sounds this gone to shit. And he, Dr. Grabass is on the phone with television. The news? Te- oh, yeah. Television. Somebody who has access to all of the TVs. The, the, he's on the phone with the person who controls all the channels. Right. Like television in general. Yes. There's not cable. Cable no. isn't a thing. Nope. Who the hell is he talking just to? Just TV. And he's going, no, I'm not drunk. No, I'm not crazy. You just have to believe me turn off this one specific commercial and guess what they They, do it they do it (laughs) and a kid comes in to the service station where they're Uh trick-or-treating hey kids don't trick-or-treat at nighttime (laughs) gas stations it's not a good idea don't do that and then if you do don't walk in where there's two grown men Ah, times have changed. And start fucking with their TV. Yeah, don't like invite yourself in and watch the TV. <laughs> and the the first channel starts the commercial and then it ends. Kid changes the channel. It's also at the beginning because each yep. channel is conveniently one second behind it's the a, last. It's a cascading commercial. And then the third one and he's on the phone going, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And that's how the movie ends. Yes. So it's like an Inception ending where you don't know what happened. Oh, you know what happened. They all them kids got melted faces and snakes. Yes, they didn't turn it off. They I all think, got melted. I think it's up to the viewer to interpret what well, happened. Well, I wanted them all to get melted, so. Okay, well. My mind, you're sick, fried. sick woman. Fried in the 80s. Well, all we right. It out. <laughs> Let's take a little break and then we'll come back with your trivias and awards. All right, everyone. We are back to the podcast and it's time for some trivia for halloween three are you ready i'm ready we've already dropped in a little bit of trivia here and there um would you like to know what the concept of this movie was uh it's not witch computer magic it is to combine witchcraft with the computer age well done well done actually like what they set out to do from Uh the beginning yep they 
fucking nailed it. Nailed it! <laughs> woo, woo. Um, this, uh, the little town, what was it called? Santa Mira, I yeah. think? Yeah, Santa Mira. I just kept writing down Creep Town. <laughs> yeah. It was the same fictitious town as uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, really? And there's a lot of um, nods to that movie in this movie as well. Uh, they really enjoyed it. It had like a Body Snatchers element going on. So if you don't want to get accused of knocking off someone's concept, then make it an homage and nod to it. Okay. Tip my hat, sir. All right. Uh, there is a disputed cameo of whether Jamie Lee Curtis was a voice in this film or not. Trivia say she both was and wasn't an operator when he's trying to call and get information. Oh. Um, well, I mean, she appears in the movie. When they show Halloween on TV, she's there, so therefore she's yeah, in the movie. True, but they're talking about a cameo okay. in this movie. And another cameo, Dick Warlock, <laughs> is the previous Michael Myers. He's an android in this movie. No way. Way. Oh, in part two. Yes. Okay. He is labeled as an assassin in this movie. The his the the Doctor Grabass's ex wife was <laughs> one of the teenage girls in the first movie. She's the wife of the director in this movie, and she's pregnant with his bebé. Oh, all right. This At whole the time, thing is incestuous. Yes, it is. <laughs> Halloween um, incest. And as you already mentioned, Michael Myers was supposed to stay dead after Halloween two. Uh, but Halloween 3 did so bad, they had to <laughs> revive them for Halloween 4 and on. We, we always do these movies where the, 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 um, the, you hear that they did really bad. This movie cost $2.5 and made $14.5 Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll, I'll take a seven times return on my money every single investment that I ever make. It did end up on Roger Ebert's most hated movie list. Great. that's how you end up on podcasts in 2020 (laughs) and that wraps it up for trivia so now we are going to move to our awards our prestigious list prestigious prestigious list of awards of first place amazing blue ribbon (laughs) blue ribbon prize pig sweet pie awards county fair prizes um okay first award ah before our awards What's your bold statement? My bold statement is this. Other than the original Halloween, this is the best Halloween movie of the original run. Wow. And, How many are in the original run? Uh, f- um, it's kind of hard to say. If you consider H2O, I would say up until Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh. Everything between the original and Rob Zombie's Halloween, I would say this is the best other than the original movie out of that run, which is not a compliment. Because <laughs> some of those movies, which I love, are liquid hot garbage. <laughs> but this is solid hot garbage. Not even deserving to be on this show is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Not good, bad. Not yeah, enjoyable. It's, uh, it's Oscar-worthy stuff. My um, bold statement is this is the laziest witchcraft robotic slasher of 1982. The laziest? Laziest. Laziest. <laughs> Pay attention. Try to keep up. <laughs> Um, my other my other bold statement oh, is, is that uh, Stranger Things actually pulls really heavily from this movie. Think about like rather than Doctor Grabass, a bunch of bikes, kids on bikes, 
and then you have a super secret underground men in lab coats <laughs> uh, project to kill everyone going on. That's true. Okay. And, like the vi- the the John Carpenter music. Well, clearly. I mean, obviously, Stranger Things blatantly homages John Carpenter and Steven Spielberg and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I did not realize that this movie had any influence on Stranger Things until watching it. It really, really has a lot of. Not a lot of grab ass in Stranger Things. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> Bold statement retracted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now for our awards. What is your worst line? My worst line? I, I normally have 20 of them written down and I have to pull one. I just wrote down one here. And it, it was easy for me. When Ellie is trying to bone Dr. Grabass for the third time and he goes... How old are you? <laughs> what? You, what the hell are you talking Now's about? Now's the time. <laughs> if if she says sixteen, what's going to be your response? <laughs> I also had a hard time with a, a worst line in this movie. There's not that much dialogue. There's really not. It's all. It's very short. It's to the point. Yeah, it's there's... it's it's short and concise, and there's a lot of just silent creeping around. Yeah, and stabbing people. Um, so mine is when, again, between Ellie and Dr. Grabass, as you say, and they have rented a hotel room to make sure that they don't look suspicious, and there's only one bed in there, and it's the old, I guess I better get another room, and then she turns and looks and says, where do you want to sleep, doctor? And then they're fucking. Yeah, he goes, he goes, that's a dumb question and then just grabs her yep and and the best thing about that part is like he grabs her in a in a manner that would imply that he's the big strong hero male of the movie but the way that he moves his arms really reveals his massive shoulder pads in his members Uh only jacket (laughs) yeah you uh you had a problem with the shoulder pads the whole time Go to the gym. <laughs> like, like, actually build some shoulders. Don't wear shoulder pads. You know ever. those those jackets are back in. They're they're in style again. That brand not is alive gonna, again. That is a pedophile's jacket. And I won't hear otherwise. Aww, I will fine. not hear otherwise. Uh, well, what was your best line? Uh, towards the beginning, uh, the uh, the guy who was running away in the beginning has been killed, and the doctor is trying to talk to the nurse to see what was going on with the the creep that came in and killed him and the nurse tells him you don't pull someone's skull apart without a little lower arm strength know what i mean (laughs) do you lower arm strength eh it's all in the wrist (laughs) that's not a good line but i was like that's really funny and not because they wanted it to be exactly I think that's kind of the quandary with this movie. The good and bad lines, This it's not a good, bad enough movie for them to be really clear. There's like a lot of gray area. So let me tell you my best line. Let's have it. Uh, it's when Cochran is explaining, well, he's explaining that he's he's not going to explain why he's doing what he's doing. Right. Uh, yes. And he does offer up this little tidbit saying, I do love a good joke and this is the best ever. A joke on the children he's a he's a <laughs> the fuck he's a pretty scary bad guy honestly yeah his plot is 
terrible. <laughs> like, There's got to be a better way. Like, why don't you just make poison Halloween candy? No, I mean, like, the fact that he wants to murder all the kids is, like, Oh, that shit, kind of terrible. Like, yeah, oh, it's terrible, meant, and it's terrible. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, he could have done better at yes, that too. killing the it's children. Both, it's both terrible and terrible. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, what is <laughs> your worst performance? It's Ellie. It's 100% Ellie. This woman cannot act. She didn't even attempt to act. She just was there on the day she was supposed to be there. (laughs) She is really bad. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Um, No. She's, I didn't write down someone for worst performance because there were so many flat characters, but she was the most flat of all of the characters who weren't trying to be flat, which was all of the agents, the creepers. She, the only time she came across as the way she wanted to was when she was a robot at the end, but <laughs> yeah. she had been like that the whole time. <laughs> right. Maybe that's why she got the job. Yeah, maybe. Who's your MVP? Who was gunning for an Oscar in this movie? The best part about this whole movie is John Carpenter's score. Ah, uh, fair the, enough. The MVP of this movie is John Carpenter's score. His... It, it kind of reels you in right from the beginning, or at least it does for me, because I really like that genre of music that he essentially helped create. That makes sense. Um, and this is actually one of his better all-around soundtracks. Really? Like, I, I would say so. There yeah. were some real annoying parts in this movie, and I think that was on purpose, but man, they were really annoying. That, that's kind of the difference between his film soundtracks and his, like, just listen at home albums Mm -hmm. he's trying to create a level of stress in certain scenarios with high-pitched noises Mm -hmm. which don't really they didn't really last the test of time so like you watch uh escape from new york and it's like awesome 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 annoying Mm -hmm. and it's kind of by design right like you said but this one in particular i really really liked nice my mvp was cochran if anyone was trying to do well in this film, it was him. He I'll give you a, that. Yeah. He was a quality actor. He did a fine job. He played his role well. He was believable as a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually is kind of scary. Wasn't great, but uh, it wasn't too bad. His plot is not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. All right. Are you ready to share with us your unredeemable moment in mm. Halloween Three Boy, season of witches. Am I? Uh, the the, the song redundancy is super annoying, and the daughter getting out of the shower and straight into a blanket really bothered me. But the unredeemable <laughs> moment is everything that happens from the witch computer button mash to the box dump of tokens to the disappearing bad guy to the robots who are having an emotional reaction to their own deaths that don't have snakes and bugs. That was the worst climax to a a otherwise okay movie that I can recall. Like, the juxtaposition between the quality of that scene and the rest of the movie is so bad. Aw. Hey, I, hey I, can, I can empathize with you. That was a frustrating scene to watch. However, I will posit that the unredeemable moment... The what? Unredeemable. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> fading <laughs> fast, man. The unredeemable moment of Halloween 3 was that there was no Michael Myers in this movie. <laughs> yes. That, I can't believe that hasn't really come up until now. So if we were alive in 1982, we may have been absolutely furious that the marketing for this movie kind of glossed over that fact. Did it? They just advertised it as Halloween 3. 
not Halloween Presents Season of the Witch or something like that. So if you didn't know that Michael Myers wasn't in this movie and you went to go see the Witch Computer Stonehenge Child Murder movie. You're waiting. You would be livid. Especially especially at that ending. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's never going to show up. So it's funny you mentioned the marketing of this movie because Universal really didn't like the ending at all. And when they filmed this movie, they had two different endings and they weren't really sure which one they were going to use. And so once they confirmed to Universal that they were going to use the ending that we saw today, Universal's like, all right, we're going to kind of quit. We're, we're just going to do what we have already and sort of pull back from the rest and, you know, hope it, hope it works out for you guys. They didn't like it. They hated the ending. What was the other ending? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Probably on film somewhere. I would... I would not like to see a director's cut of this movie, but I would like to know what the other ending is. I would like to watch a YouTube clip of the other ending. Yeah, that sounds great. Because I bet you it has something to do with Michael Myers. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I bet not. Um, That being said, what's your favorite part? Well, my favorite part is the ending. (laughs) I love the loose ending. I love not knowing what happened and that they just go, hey, you you figure it out. Me too. Because it was going to be an anthology. There wasn't going to be a direct sequel to this movie. So that's just the way that they intended it. Here it is. Chumps. And I like it. I like like that you get to be a a complete and utter black-hearted demon woman like yourself who gets to make the assumption that all these innocent, nice angels died. Wait, me? (laughs) I'm the black-hearted demon angel? You just said that you think they all died. I who am a heart of gold white knight happened to think that they got the TV shut off in time and all of the little angels survived. You're a goddamn liar. (laughs) You are and you know it. You are and you know it. All right, my favorite part is the laser snake robot magic. Yeah. Visually, it's rad. It's rad. It's there. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be like one of these people who makes like synthwave horror YouTube videos, you would use clips from this movie. Yeah, you would. Yeah, because then they don't have to make any sense. This is something that you pull from if you want to talk about '80s movies today. Yeah, like just taken out of context, all that stuff's really cool. What's your better title? Um, let's see. My better title is "Roll Dolls Halloween." Oh boy. Oh boy. Because of the bugs. Well, the the, whole, the entire Willy Wonka story, <laughs> complete with Oompa Loompas and uh, Violet turning Violet, except Violet in this instance is rattlesnakes in your face. <laughs> rattlesnakes in your face. My better title is Laser Snake Robot Magic. <laughs> All right. Is this good, bad, or just bad? Wait, I have two other better titles. Oh, you have more? Yeah. Let's hear them. Willie Cochran and the Mast Factory. Gross. And Halloween 3. Not. <laughs> Did you say the Mast Factory? No. I said mask. Because that's what it's about. Willie Cochran and the Mast Factory. All right. That goes together better. You find out on the back row. Is it good, VHS bad, or just bad? Though. It's good, bad. It's it's good, bad, and for a good portion of the movie, it borders on good. Yeah. And then it just completely falls off a cliff so hard that the movie averages out to almost bad. It's, it, it's, a, it's touching bad. That's a good way to put it because at the beginning of this movie, I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm not writing very much down, which usually means that, okay, one of two things. Either we've misjudged a movie and it's actually not good, bad. It's actually pretty decent and enjoyable. Or 
this shit's gonna go haywire with 10 minutes left in the film yeah and that's what happened yeah like they pulled a wicker man on us yeah. We're waiting, 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 like, okay, this, is, this isn't this is bad. I don't really know what is my best and worst line. And then all lasers break loose. <laughs> Laser magic. Yeah, it, it starts off legitimately good, and then it spends a bunch of time in good, bad, and then it falls off one degree away from all the way bad. Yep. But it, but it does end up good, bad. It got rough. I did like the ending, though. The ending was... I like the ending a lot. <sighs> the ending is a kind of ending you don't really get to see a lot today in a mainstream movie. Inception is the only thing that comes to mind for me. I'm sure there's others, but yeah. that's the only example for me that comes to mind where they just leave it open like that. So it was it was good bad. It gets to be it's qualified. It gets to be good bad. But it has to earn it. It gets to be good bad. Get at us at the good bad show. Let us know what you thought of Halloween 3 not season <laughs> of the witch. Uh, also next week we are going to do Jennifer's body. Uh, as suggested to us by at Betty Fetty on Instagram, what is Jennifer's body about? I don't know. And I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. I'm just going to watch it and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so come back next week when we do that movie. Let us know what you thought of this movie and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye.